0: It's Wednesday. Welcome back to the Snakes cast and welcome back to Jay Rutley. How's it going? And we are here continuing our sort of more administrative week by discussing the curation of board games at Snakes and Lattes. And today we were going to start talking a little bit more about game selection because obviously one of the uh, responsibilities that falls to the curators with the assistance of the gurus from time to time is of course. game selection in terms of what gets added to the library, what gets culled from the library, uh, whether something is just added straight off the wall cuz it's so popular or whether it sort of gets sent into our new arrivals section and sits there for a bit while we decide what to do with it. So talk us through that process a little bit cuz I mean that's that's quite a complicated thing to have to work your way through, right?
1: Yes, there's a there's a lot of different factors that go into it that you wouldn't really think of uh, at first. Um, Originally, we would basically just throw everything into new arrivals and see how it fared, and if it did well over a period of time, then it would get promoted to general population. But now that we actually have uh, three curators and we're able to look at it more. I guess a full-time kind of idea then there are certain games that you can tell automatically will or won't work but we still have uh have the guru meetings that we'll talk about it with them so some examples are as i mentioned in the last one any kind of game where you have to get up and run around is just automatically not going to make it
0: uh that seems reasonable if you've yeah. got- Service coming by with trays of drinks and food—you really don't want somebody suddenly pushing their chair backwards.
1: Exactly, dancing eggs is a wonderful game, but it just does not work in the cafe environment.
0: Reasonable, um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. For those of you who don't know, this basically involves dropping rubber, bouncing
1: rubber eggs off yeah. the table <laughs> and, and running around.
0: That's not conducive to a cafe environment. No, no.
1: Uh, the other thing is, we do look at what is the new hotness. Uh, as there, sure. uh, some games are super popular, but then there are a lot of the popular games nowadays are legacy games, and they just do not work because they have to be physically permanently altered, and so that just doesn't really work for for us.
0: Well, and also you have that element of you can't. It's difficult to join something like that in the middle because exactly, you've missed so yeah. much of what's happened previously. You
1: don't want to pull a box off of the shelf and find that it's a legacy game that's three fifths of the way through and you have no idea what's going on or why should you care. Uh, Yeah, so a lot of games also are good games. Uh, Hogwarts Battle is actually a nice example here because that's it's kind of a quasi-legacy game. It doesn't permanently destroy anything. You can change it back. Um, So that's a game that went into the archives. So uh, It's not good for the wall, but we still have it. It's still available. If someone wants to play it, they can ask us at Annex, uh, to play it. Some other games... I actually have a a list here of ones that we recently had our Guru meeting at Midtown. Ooh,
0: I don't know this list. I'll be interested to
1: see what's changed. And so there was a lot of new games that were put on the New Arrivals Mm -hmm. wall, and over the past month or two, we've gotten experience with them, and seen what things were promoted. So let me just give you uh, some of the quick promoted ones. Yeah, sure. All right, Manhattan. There was a re-release of that a while ago. It's a good one. Uh, Hold That Face. Oh,
0: this is the, the looking yourself in the mirror. Yeah,
1: it's very silly. Uh, yeah But it's been very popular
0: I have to shill this one Because I've I, I, <laughs> I've literally played One card on it And yeah. I thought This is actually really smart And you get given something You have to make An expression And the card says Make an expression like This just happened Yes And You get given a mirror and you Someone
1: hold the, sat on your magazine On the bus
0: Or something right. like that And so you hold the mirror In front of your face Hiding it from everyone else And you make faces until you're happy that your face represents what's on the card, and then move the mirror away and people have to guess... Which card you're making? Yeah, there's a, face a, of the there's
1: face a few a cards, and they have to choose which one of them they think yeah, it is. Kind of a say anything type. Yeah, the cards are really on point. Is uh, <laughs> <the thing I laughs> this like is very about true? Uh, also promoted was Plague Inc. That is Plague Inc.
0: A- oh, this is this is a video game conversion, right? Yeah, it, w-
1: it was an app, I believe.
0: Yeah, and then it, I, I think it made it onto Steam as well. It's and essentially
1: I'm, the opposite of Pandemic.
0: Yes, you are the disease, and I try. I tried. I played half of a solitaire game of it, and I must admit, I kind of enjoyed the conversion. Yeah,
1: it was good. And uh, the last one that was promoted was was uh, Fox in the Forest, which is a two-player trick-taking game. Right,
0: which is a phrase not many people would expect yes, to hear, I think, if you know it's trick-taking been games. it surprisingly
1: popular. I personally had no faith in it, and I was proven wrong. So well, well, fair good, enough. Good I haven't it.
0: played it myself, so I'll be interested <laughs> to have a crack at that at some point.
1: Now, other games, though, were culled uh, from our new arrivals list. Okay, uh, Some of them, which you know are, are kind of obvious, but uh, I'll start with one that you might be surprised by, was Queen Domino. What? Yeah, <laughs> that why Domino, King Domino does great at Midtown, right? Queen Domino has been nothing but trouble, apparently. Really? Uh, a lot of the gurus told me that people, the people that were interested in it by looking at the box, were not really ready for how complicated it is compared to King Domino. And, and it and is.
0: It's it's not one step up. It's probably two it's or three a few, steps yeah, up. Yeah,
1: and it's still the same. It's still eight and up on the box, right? Even though I would say it's probably, it's more, definitely more involved than King Domino. And the people that were looking for something as strategic as it had a tendency to pick other games, anyways.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. Which is fascinating because at college, which is where I hang out the most when I'm Mm -hmm. gaming, I rarely see it on the wall. It just bounces yeah. from table to table, whether every, by guru's hand or by customers picking it up.
1: Every location has, has its differences. Yeah. There are, there are games at each location that are super popular and then barely played. Uh, there's another one uh, that I believe is popular at college, oh. which has it's just been too much of an issue, uh, is Who Should We Eat?,
0: yeah I haven't played that yet, but I've heard nothing but good things. The college staff love it, yes, uh, I know that for a fact. I keep seeing it played on staff tables, but I've certainly seen that on tables a lot as well. so yes. that was too complicated too yeah like, what, too, what's
1: too fiddly and right. the I think the primary reason was the ghost phase, which is a really good idea right uh, in a game like this. This is a sort of uh quasi cooperative bluffing game where you have to vote people out uh, eventually. Uh, you're 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 surviving on an island and you're running out of food, so you basically vote for someone to eat and uh, <laughs> you eat them. And there, in most of these kind of games, they would be out of the game, but in this one, they become a ghost and they can still mess with
0: you. Which I love because I uh, one of my most yeah. hated mechanisms in gaming is it's player, player elimination. elimination. Yeah, do not kick me out of the game. When I'm trying to blame. so.
1: In general, this this is really good. It's a nice solution for that and keeps them engaged. But what that meant is either the guru has to stay a long time Mm. and... You know, Even when you explain it... You probably saw this with Mysterium as well. When you explain what happens in the next stage of the game, they'll forget it by the time
0: it gets right. to that.
1: So it, it, would, it would call the guru back to have to explain it again.
0: Well, and it doesn't have the advantage of Mysterium of knowing when that point is coming exactly. up as well. Because I've often said to tables... And in the second phase of Mysterium, you're going to be committing to one person. They're the murderer. I'm not going to go on about that now. Call me back when you get there. And at that point, it's a two-minute explanation. But with who can you eat, my understanding is that basically happens... As
1: soon as someone dies, they become a ghost and the rules change for them. Right. It would be as if in Battlestar Galactica, you had to come back and explain what a Cylon was. Right. You know, once the game has been going for a while. Uh, Those those are probably the the most... uh, out there ones. But yeah, those are interesting them Other games. I would like, have expected them uh, to start. like Element was a game that most of us really liked, actually, but just I think it actually comes down to the box art.
0: Interesting, because we discussed this in our chess variants recently, mm-hmm. and I still haven't had a chance to play it, but I really like the idea. It's very good. But I've had a lot of people say, uh, Coco actually said to me at one point in time, this is one example where I think the theme kills the game. Mm which was a really interesting comment for me because the theme is is very bare. Yeah, but it's obviously present.
1: It is present. Uh it's important. I like the theme, but But the box uh, is playing in the wrong way. Yes. I think the box killed it. The element uh the theme, I don't want to, you know, speak for Coco, but I think the theme would turn some people off though. Right.
0: Whereas you say to me, four elements, and I'm like, oh, hi. Yeah, what do I do? Let's do it. Yeah.
1: But if you show that to uh, a couple of people that don't really play games very often, but they say, oh, yeah, we like chess, what's like that? There's no reason to show
0: that uh, over Onitama. And then I guess my 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 final comment is uh, for this episode at least is obviously you were saying earlier that you look at the hotness and all that kind of stuff, so obviously mm-hmm. I'm going to find Great Western Trail on the wall, right well, not necessarily, so <laughs> okay, so what's talk to me about that because obviously there's a very popular game, there's something that I think people might think, well, obviously that's going to be on the wall because it's hot, it's one of the big games. So what would take something like that out? um well, definitely. There's, there's a few there's a few
1: issues that can cause it. Uh, first of all would be replaceability of components. There's a lot of games... This is one of the reasons we don't carry Operation, uh, which is right. something people ask for constantly, is Operation. But Operation uses a ton of very
0: small, very specific pieces. Yeah, you can't shove a meeple into where a liver's meant to go.
1: No. And the moment you lose one, it's all over. Right. <laughs> so there, there are a lot of games that if we can't source it consistently there's no real way that we can keep it uh, in in good playing condition right we don't want people playing with just like a couple of twist ties that we've turned into a wishbone you know, <laughs> when at all possible no. uh, other games too like sometimes a game can be super popular like fog of love you know one that people really enjoy but you know it's not necessarily gonna give a condition inducive play at the cafe. It might just cause arguments instead.
0: Right, and that's never going to be yeah. <laughs> a good thing. Uh, and there's definitely, I think, one of the other issues is some games are simply... The investment into opening them to put them on the wall mm-hmm. is too high. This is because true, a lot yes. of games, you know, the, the the game manufacturers aren't actually making a huge margin No, no. Uh, as they sell things through. And if, we're, if there's something like uh, Star Wars Rebellion, Re- for example... <laughs> I
1: was going to say Rebellion.
0: <laughs> right! A yeah. hugely popular game, wonderful yeah. game, probably costs... Upwards of, I don't know, $90 or something for the cafe to open a copy of that. And if too many pieces get lost and it becomes unplayable, it's not something we can replace cheap. Whereas, you know, a Cards Against Humanity or um, a Catan or something like that, although Catan's not terribly cheap, but at least the pieces are plentiful. Yes. Uh, And opening one Catan can probably give you parts for five replacements.
1: Exactly. Catan is pretty replaceable component wise. For sure.
0: Oh, it's interesting. There's obviously a, a lot that goes into deciding what uh, what games go onto a wall of snakes. And we're going to leave this discussion right here, but we are going to come back on Friday. And we're going to talk more there about the maintenance and preparation of games, essentially cafe proofing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's one more game I want to bring up that okay. you have open and nobody else does. And I would like to talk to you about that one. So we'll see you on Wednesday. Right. Oh, no, we won't. So we'll see you on Friday. Friday.